Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. Ben, we're on a bit of a deadline here. We are. Lightning on a, round. Let's, on, go. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're on a pretty quick deadline here. <laughs> Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Oh my God. Matt is... We have 45 minutes to get out of this room. Uh, I can talk very quickly when I need to. <laughs> can't wait till we have our own REM studio. Uh, we are talking about villains today. And specifically what the respective motivations may be. Okay, oh I'm going to stop. This is going to get really old really quick. <laughs> uh, about a month ago, it'd probably be at this point. Yeah, yeah, at this point. Yep. Uh, we talked about what drives a well-written hero. Do you happen to remember what those what, what uh, the results were? What drives a, well, a well-written hero? It's the whatever car company paid the most for product placement. Boom. Got them. Not Nissan. <laughs> Oh, snap. Uh, it was kind of a funny internal tie-in because we had the... We had a whole conversation. One of them was Gage, who fixed our car that got broken by... That was Nissan, had uh, eternal and flexible optimism is the first one. There we go. Now, mm-hmm. ignoring this entire story we talked about, yep. there is uh, vengeance to justice. Right. And... Crap, what was the other one? Survival? survival and then also uh journey just being thrust upon you sure uh so the eternal and flexible optimism my personal favorite one mm-hmm. is a hero that has an ideal at the very beginning of the story and that is challenged throughout the entire story uh that it's their optimism about just generally either life or existence or themselves is what drives them through the story mm-hmm. uh but that's what's challenged directly And they come out of it at the end with a new perspective on the same ideal. Mm -hmm. Truth, justice in the American way. Superman, here's your archetype. Yep. Uh, We have survival. I'm going out of order now. Yep. Uh, That is literally just like zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Don't die. And it can be survival of just like, I want to be the, I want to not die. Right. Or uh, in the case of 28 days later, or it can be survival for someone they care about in Mm -hmm. the case of the road. Uh, We've got... The, what were the other ones? Vengeance into Justice. Vengeance into Justice. It is someone who's probably gone through a traumatic event. They want Batman. to get revenge on the person that they, uh, that gave them the traumatic event and then shifted their goal to be some sort of thing of someone else shouldn't experience what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Batman. Uh, and then we have the journey is thrust upon them and it's just like, let's just get it done uh for a variety of sakes examples are luke skywalker Mm -hmm. or frodo baggins so those are the what drives hero Uh uh-huh today we're talking about what drives a well-written villain whichever car company played the second most for product placement i want to clarify right now that we're gonna avoid anti-heroes yes Uh, that'll be a separate episode things that they do that make them want to do bad things for the sake of doing bad things probably yep Let's talk about that. All right. Well, do you remember the five types of soup of, of villains? Not even slightly. Uh, we have the monster. Examples are Grendel, uh, the lizard killer croc as a twisted image of the other. That's the twisted image. So sure. I guess. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Move matter. On. Enemy commander. Uh, example is Satan in paradise lost. Uh, Hitler for Captain America. Mad Scientist, which is uh, 
like Victor Frankenstein and mm-hmm. old version of Lex Luthor. We have mm-hmm. the criminal mastermind, uh, uh, which is like the, all the Bond villains, Kingpin and the Daredevil show, yep, new yep, yep, yep. Lex Luthor, based on Adam Worth, which was an actual criminal mastermind in real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the inverted superhero or supervillain, which is basically... Or inverted superhero supervillain, which is like the Joker is like an antithesis of Batman mm-hmm. and uh, almost all of the MCU villains. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are our five main villains. Yep. Um, types. Main yep. villain archetypes. Uh, I feel like we can go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember what episode number that was. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It was probably in the 160s, 170s. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back and listen to that episode yep. uh, for a basis, because I feel like this is a good one to build on. Mm-hmm. Build on a basis. Why is my bees We don't so... have time. <laughs> bees! Uh, so what drives a monster? So, for one thing, I don't think your categories can be broken down neatly into each separate category is driven by their own particular motivation. Except monster. Monsters are probably pretty uniform. They're just like, oh, it's the whole smash. I feel like monsters fit in with the survival. <gasps> Plot twist. No, oh. but actually, I feel like monsters are so driven by instinct that it's literally survival. Frankenstein was just wandering around, didn't know what the hell was going on. and was just yep. like, hey, people are attacking me. Movie version, to be specific. Movie version, to be specific. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no. Jaws, the shark, eats people because he's a big, hungry shark boy. Yep. Not a big, hungry lava girl. Let's talk about enemy commander. Okay. What drives an enemy commander? Uh, Well, I think it depends a little bit. Um, Actually, you're, you're right. I don't think we can really... I don't think it's going to break down as neatly as that. I think we could talk about certain drives and then kind of see which one of these... Mm-hmm. I think uh, one that would suit itself well to enemy commander is just the lust for power lust for domination okay um i'm thinking the emperor from uh star wars yeah he just he wants to rule the world he and just wants he... to be the senate i am the senate <laughs> i don't know what that was but that is that is such a contorted and disgusting perversion of what the joke is we don't I'm have time so mad at you sauron <laughs> sauron yeah Lust. I mean, his. What? What's his big, big old story? Does he just want power? He just wants to be the dude that's. Uh, I mean, if you confine yourself strictly to Lord of the Rings, yeah. Okay. That's all he does. He just he wants to rule Middle Earth, um, put it all under his shadow, control everything, and remake it in his image with the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get into the Silmarillion, it's a little more complicated about how he's Morgoth's lieutenant and stuff follows from that but um it's less interesting than i mean and less well known than just the yeah i want to be in charge i want power um and i always feel like that's a i mean it's a one-dimensional motivation yeah right just i want power but it's it's a believable one i think it comes with a lot of like tangential uh, it, it comes from other stuff so let's say for a dumb example there's a kid who grew up with a lot of wealth Mm -hmm. and things went like and he wants to maintain the wealth but the only like doesn't have the skills to maintain it the way his family did Mm -hmm. so he becomes a mob boss okay and starts this is not based on any example of this sounds wildly implausible already and i have like four (laughs) plot holes for you um and so he he wants to take over but he like like have control but it's a control that's based on 
wanting to maintain a lifestyle. Dang it, I forgot to talk about the Many Saints of Newark trailer. Whoops. Whoopsie. Oh, well. Check out last week for when Matt forgot to talk about the Many Saints of Newark <laughs> trailer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I feel like a lust for power would come from something. I don't know if it necessarily would. I mean, they're... We're talking about a well-written villain. Yeah. Which means non-one-dimensional. There are real people in real life that's only motivation is power. Yeah, they're poorly written people. Oh, snap. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. I'm not sold on that being a well-written... I think it can be done right if you do give it a cause. Is the Emperor a well-written villain? No, not even slightly. There we go. Is Sauron a well-written villain? Not applicable. Okay, why? He's not really the villain. There's not any writing. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't have any dialogue. He oh, okay. He yeah, doesn't there explain we go. So, who yeah, he is. So, not, not applicable. Okay. So, I was going to go with Sador from Tenet. Well, he wants to, like, destroy everything, doesn't he? No, not in strict enough term, not in those terms strictly. Um, so he, when he lays it out, spoilers for Tenet, I guess. Been out of. long enough. It's the people who are going to see it have already seen it. Probably. Um, so the, like the plot object is the algorithm, which it reverses the flow of time and will save the people at the end of time from their impending destruction by setting them on a course where they can theoretically survive. Sador's going to die anyway. He wants to make himself a god that saves the future world and takes the rest of the world down with him. So it's it's partly just sort of a, a bitterness of just like, I'm going to be evil for the sake of being evil. But he explicitly says at one point that he wants to be a god. Okay, so that's not really being like lust for power. It's lust for um, being an idol making a difference but okay. it's a corrupted making a difference okay slight um, distinction there okay i like it i like I it. think that is tangentially i feel like that, that that's an interesting twist on the um never mind i was gonna say on the uh vengeance for justice but mm-hmm. not really okay i'm i'm glad you bring that up because I, I do want to talk about justice for vengeance killmonger Justice for vengeance. Justice to vengeance. Justice to vengeance. He starts out with a legitimate point about, oh, I want justice. My father was betrayed and my um, people around the world are are oppressed and enslaved. I'm going to commit vengeance on the rest of the world. They're they're nominally reasonable means lead lead them to unreasonable ends. Right. Yeah, no, I, I he's he is to me one of the best villains in the MCU, mm-hmm. um, and I agree. Like the, um, it's more of just vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a contorted idea of justice. Vengeance is a, yeah, is, I, a, is well, a perversion of justice. Yeah, yeah. I just really like that I can do the little reversal. Oh no, I love it. That was awesome. That's, that's kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Great, great joke for audio listeners there. Or video people. Check Uh, us out on YouTube. I feel like most of the good villain motivations are just a twisted version of hero motivations. (gasps) I feel like I wasn't going to be able to subtly get to that point at the end. So I'm just going to lay it out right now. (laughs) Yeah, no. A lot of them are. I I think that it's a... um, 
a vengeance. Well, what what distinguishes a villain's vengeance versus an antihero's vengeance? Uh, <laughs> we'll save that for the antihero episode. So okay. I've had a chance to think about it a little bit. <laughs> think about that. Think about that, listeners. What's there you the go. What what makes a villain wanting to get vengeance different from an antihero getting vengeance? Send us five paragraph essay, justicelosersspot at gmail.com, because I don't know the answer and I'm going to need to have something prepared for when we, we need do help. Episode. Help us, please. Help, please. Um, yeah. What else? What are other villains that are really, really, really well written? Actually, here's a pretty good one. Literally just brainwashing, manipulated. Like, okay. It, it's, it's kind of a cop out that they're not really the villain. Sure. But once a hero, I mean, Darth Vader was kind of manipulated. Yeah. Was definitely manipulated. A little bit, a little bit. Totally over the course of two movies was 100% manipulated. Yeah. Um, and so, and he's a well-written villain-ish. Like, sort of. We kind of get his, now he's a poorly written, the idea of what Darth Vader <laughs> was was yeah. good yeah the the pawn of the enemy and enemy and so i guess we can't really the consider the mastermind the villain i mean he's a, he's a he's, he's a, villain. a villain yeah but he's i, th- a villain, I, I but think it's unfair to his, call it a pawn like unfair to call yeah, it a pawn. his his motivations are not his own motivations yeah um which i think could make it survival yeah they they do become sort of a monster in that sense Ooh. look at us go um what else well so then what motivates someone to manipulate people into becoming their villainous pawns um fear of weakness fear of weakness lust for control yeah um i think that i think the fear of weakness one i uh it's like literally just people like dogs being backed into a corner and mm-hmm. so they like i mean it could be that someone traumatized them or like whatever the reason that got them there Mm -hmm. like there are some good villains that are just backed into a corner and everything they're doing is just for their own survival or for someone else's survival survival for someone else yeah like they maybe they're doing villainous things because they're being controlled by a uh like their kid is kidnapped or some shit uh 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 vesper from casino royale is uh there's uh, spoilers for casino royale i have not seen casino royale okay never mind spoiled i've been spoiled (laughs) uh i i think the problem that i'm having with this episode is that every time we come up with a reasonable like well-written justification for a villain there's probably another villain behind it Mm -hmm. and i think the point might be that there's no good justification for villainy because any justification implies a worse person. Just the sheer fun of it all. <laughs> Joker. Joker. Ramsey Bolton. The sheer fun of it all. Like it, I mean, it's a well-written hero in that it's terrifying. Did you just call the Joker a hero? Villain. <laughs> yeah. Back no. off. He's a hero. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like... I guess we... I, okay, I guess what I'm doing is I'm mixing up the idea of a well-written hero versus a justifiable or well-written villain versus a justifiable villain yeah hella is one of my favorite mcu villains she's she's not justifiable justifiable at all but she's so much fun yeah because she's just there for the fun of it yeah i think the fun of it is a really good one that like snaps me out of that 
yeah mis misconstruition sure yep yeah and joker and it's just like they're just fun to watch and ramsey uh, bolton they have very specific goals but like it's just who ramsey bolton oh ramsey bolton totally yeah he's a little bit survivally because his family is totally bad uh, yeah i mean he he's a product of his environment and that's i think but... product product of your environment is another one that like mm-hmm. you can have a villain that's just the way they are because manipulation with darth vader mm-hmm. ramsey gordon ramsey chef gordon ramsey what a villain you know and he does the sausage thing and he's like <laughs> it was just a weird thing for you to do <laughs> great for Sorry, the audio video listeners, listeners. I'm sure you video listeners video yeah, yeah video listeners i was apologizing to the audio of people that missed out on it oh i'm apologizing to everyone for having to listen to this tangent unless gage is cutting it out thank you gage he probably left it in yeah uh what else we have oh we're actually making pretty decent time yeah we can we can slow this down a little bit what are some other good villains let's work at this backwards um kingpin daredevil yeah control tv show specifically control and he almost feels like again a justice into vengeance kind of guy yeah where he starts with hey this is a broken system bad place let's fix it but along the way he kind of discovers a taste for power and yeah control and and i think i I think there's an element with him uh a desire for idolatry or like yeah it's you want to be the, and that kind of goes back to what's his name from Tenant, where it's like mm-hmm. you want to be someone who's remembered for something, but it gets twisted along the way. Yeah, and that can lead to some cool, like storytelling of them just losing their mind because it's like it's it's a goal that you can see yourself attaining, but also watch it fade away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I I've always liked watching. My favorite villains are the ones that like snap and like you can see them panicking at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Azula. Yes. Oh, that's a great villain. Uh, she's what's her deal? Probably just satisfy daddy. Don't like that sentence. Uh, but also that one. Mark Hamill. Daddy was like lust for power. Just wanted to control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, although he wasn't. A fantastic villain, really. Who, Darth Vader? No. Um Fire Lord Ozai. Not Ozai. Yeah, Ozai. Ozai. Yeah. Yeah, he just like he's just a scary villain, but like Yeah. Didn't have a lot. He was just like, I'm just gonna kill everything. Yeah. It's in my way. Yeah, and and a, I think a well written villain doesn't need a well written motivation for that reason because they can just be big and scary. You just, you hype them up, right? Well, now I'm having an existential question about what's the difference between a drive and a motivation. Because we're talking about what drives a well-written villain, but a well-written mm-hmm. villain doesn't need a motivation. Well, they don't need an interesting one. Oh, I guess that's true. It can be as boring as, I'm Hella. I'm going to rule Asgard. And they can still be well-written and fun. Yeah. I don't know, man. We've been recording for a while. And I'm getting tired, and I, my brain is not working. And I keep wanting to go back to Black Widow, mm-hmm. but I can't. Yeah, there's some really, really, really good examples there. Um, money, money, money. 
Money's good. Night manager guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good example. He's he's a he literally just like uh one of the best I, I really liked hearing the story about like what the main one of the main characters uh history with him. It's like they just saw something a horrendous weapon used mm-hmm. and she saw like murder and he saw profit and was yeah. like and his thing was just like he's just money and he's just a psychopath and he's just like or sociopath has no emotions towards anything except for just profit. Right. Uh, he's another good example of watching someone snap right at the end. Yep. Angry Hugh Laurie is a scary thing to see. Can we just talk about Hugh Laurie's performance <laughs> in that for a second? Cause oh. like, I mean, he's, he's great and very iconic in house as the gruff guy, but yep. he's, you know, he's got the heart of gold and he's, um, I actually first came to know him from Jeeves and Wooster. Jeeves and Wooster? Jeeves and Wooster. Uh, which is a British. And it's a British sitcom from like the seventies um, with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. Um, and Hugh Laurie plays uh, Bertie Wooster, who's a um, rich playboy dilettante type guy. Um, and Stephen Fry plays Jeeves, his inimitable butler, who takes care of him and rescues is that where the him from home himself. Jeeves comes from, or no, that's Holmes Jones. It's like I think oh, so. Is that where this comes from? Uh, I mean, maybe not that, but Jeeves is. I mean, from it's, that, like, yeah, it's from the, the book that it's the books that it's based on by oh. PG Wodehouse. Um, yeah, I, I really liked that show for about a year when I was 11 or 12. And it's a it's a fun show. But I, I got to know Hugh Laurie from that where he's kind of an affable, bumbling British guy. Um, and so in Night Manager, like 90 percent of the time, he's just this affable British guy. And then every now and then he goes like full dead shark eyes and it's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it's so good, though. <laughs> Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what else? Uh, I feel like I've shot down a bunch of ideas because of my misconstruation mm-hmm. of well Sounds too close to menstruation. It can't be, can't be part of the misconstruement. The sure. I'll allow it. Misconstrumentism. There it is. Who are well-written villains? Thanos is a well-written villain. Oh yeah. Forgot about him. What does he want? He just wants to save the world or the universe from themselves. Yeah. And it's sort of an idolatry. Like yeah. he, he, well, he doesn't want to be remembered. Yeah. When he does it. He literally just f- off to the farm. Yeah. He doesn't like make everyone realize that he's the one that did it. He, yeah. So he, he doesn't really want idolatry. He, he just, yeah. He talks about wanting to watch the sunrise on a grateful universe, but he doesn't want the gratitude. Yeah. He's, um, he's just, he's driven man on the mission. Um, I wonder, that's kind of a Batman because his drive was because he watched his planet mm-hmm. kill themselves from overpopulation. And so is he just justice into, into vengeance, except it, it's just, it wasn't vengeance per se. It was just a it was justice into on a uh on a on a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Cause like it's, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's not really much of a vengeance. Like you can abstractify it by saying it's sure. a vengeance on a lifestyle, but sure. that's not satisfying. No one wants that. <laughs> no, it's just it's justice that's gotten itself twisted up. Yeah. Um, and it's not even justice. It's just just like, ice protecting people from 
what he's gone through. What'd you say? Just, Just ice. ice. <sighs> Mr. Freeze. Oh, he's a well-written villain. Yeah. Uh, doing whatever he can to protect or get something like it's yeah who that's a good one i'd say he kind of almost ties into thanos there where it's just he has a, a mission and he's gonna do what it takes to accomplish it and sometimes that gets itself twisted up with things that he probably shouldn't be doing but i think it's uh for them it's a very clear goal mm-hmm and I think the, it's it's one of the like the ends justify the means. Yeah, is a really strong one with villains. Yep. Um, but also it's a strong one with antiheroes. Yeah, that's where you start to bleed over that edge a little bit. Yeah. So let's just keep talking about villains. Ignore antiheroes for now. No antiheroes. Okay. I did say that at the beginning. Yep. Does that make Thanos an antihero? No. Stop it. No antiheroes. Does that make Mister Freeze an antihero? Yes, but no, stop it and not anti-heroes. <laughs> um, let's talk about some heroes that are poorly written and what we could possibly do to improve them. Villains. It's, damn it! Did I say heroes again? Yeah. Let's talk about Whiplash. Let's talk about Whiplash. He's a bad, poorly written... No! <sighs> Hammer is a poorly written villain. Hammer's a great villain. What are you talking about? Is he? He's the only interesting thing in that entire movie. Except what, for like the first half is pretty good. What makes that movie bad? Um, that it sets up like 13 plot dominoes and then basically just shoes them away by having Tony's dad invent an element with Belgian waffle oh, stands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it sets I up. I remember that. It I sets always up. forget the donut thing happened. Yep. And yeah. I always forget that just like the invented. Yeah, it's that's the thing that gets me. It's like it sets up all these really interesting problems and then just hand waves them away. Yeah, basically. What makes Loki an interesting villain? Uh, he's just in it for the fun of it, right? I don't know. Except is he? Because I mean, we had a whole psychological breakdown of him in in the show. Yeah, like you do it because you need to fee- feel powerful. Because inside, it's like it's the bully mentality of like you feel yeah. you feel weak, you feel um, isolated, and so you need to lash out partly for attention, partly just because you want other people to feel bad as well. Because you like feeling powerful, it fills that that void inside of you that can't ever be filled. Hey, kids, don't be bullies. It's not worth it. If you are going to be bullies, only do it to ants. Not uncles. Definitely not cousins. I was talking about the ant bully. The movie. It's a whole... Not aware. You haven't seen it? It's not good. Um... <laughs> Is the villain badly written? I don't... <laughs> not really. What makes a well-written horde villain? Um, not whatever the Walking Dead is post season three. Ooh, Negan. Do you ever get to Negan? No. Ah, oh, man, not he's yet. in it for the fun of it, but also it's survival. It's like a goal. It's that's not an individual goal or like a. That's a that's a putting positive a positive spin on the bad situation you found yourself in. I'd I'd characterize Ramsey Bolton like that. You know, he's found himself in a situation where he has to be at least somewhat evil to survive the 
Bolton family politics, but he's going to have some fun with it, darn it. He's going to put on a smile and have a great attitude about all those Cut murders. Cut off a penis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> did it again, folks. Uh, uh, maybe maybe Gage could clip that, that uh, gif off the internet and just put it over my face when I do that. What else? Um, well, you're talking about horde villains, and I think horde villains are inherently kind of problematic because they're just there yeah um what was henry cavill's motivation in fallout um it was kind of a twisted sense of righteousness man on a mission the world's gone bad like a lot of those mission impossible villains it's just Oh, the world is corrupt and evil and i will destroy it and remake it in my image sort of bond villainy stuff did the Emperor have a, a justifiable goal? Or was it just control? In Star Wars? Yeah. The Emperor? Um, order, I guess. Trade-off of the security of control. Yeah. There's a good argument that the Empire's the real heroes in the original trilogy. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the... I mean, yeah. <laughs> he has explicitly stated that yep. it is all an American commentary. Um, I'm trying to think of Assassin's Creed because there's a lot of really well. It's mostly like control, right? Like order, like that. People's freedoms are what causes problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a that is a pretty common one. Um, it's like a twisted sense of psycho or philosophy yeah yeah the protect people from themselves um protect people from themselves um i'm thinking of irobot um the main villain at the end of that one is um like yeah humans it's a robot the villain ends up being a robot spoilers for a movie from 2005 (laughs) It's mostly just there for Will Smith to do one-liners and action stuff. Yep. A pretty good movie, all things considered. But um, the the robot at the end of it follows the three laws, and the three laws are robot may not harm a human or through an action cause a human to come to harm. And robot looks at the world and says, hey, humans are causing themselves harm all the time. If I carry out inaction and don't save them from themselves, then I'm That's breaking harming. the first law. Yeah, And so... They, decide to impose order on society and take it over control yeah so we're pretty much settling on twisted sense of philosophy mm-hmm. uh ends justify the means i think those two they collide. can overlap a lot i think they do overlap but I, think I think they're the same um i think one is a subset of the other i don't know which one's which but I think twisted sense of philosophy is pretty overarching. Okay. Yeah. But what else fits in twisted sense of philosophy? Fun. The fun of it. That's not philosophical. Enjoying life. What makes life worth enjoy, uh, worth, worth living. Uh, Hunting cutting humans for sport. Faces off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We both had ready-made answers for that. Yeah. They were horrifyingly violent. <laughs> um, I got nothing else. We are at 35 minutes. Yeah. Give or take the many dices up that Gage is going to make. Yep. 
we can at least fill the YouTube video, which is the important one. That's the one that counts. Do you have anything else you want to say about villains? Not particularly. This was a rough one. Yeah. We're tired. Yeah. And this was also after recording a review and another episode. Yep. Lesson learned. Yeah. Except not, because this is not the first time we've done it, and it won't be the last time we've done it. No. The no. real villain is ourselves. Shouts to we? We'd probably better shouts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Apologize for the low energy this one became. Yeah, we uh, we both spent about six hours moving people from one apartment to another today. Different people, actually. Which was yeah, we weren't helping each other. Interesting. <laughs> um, and then uh, we recorded a review. And then uh, what you've been up to news episode. And we're we're positively pooped. My whole body's in pain. Yeah, we're having it's it's great. It's fun. Uh, so yeah, many apologies. Hopefully, the next episode will be a little more upbeat, a little more energy going on there. Um. We're kind of hoping that we might be able to make the next one finally our whodunit episode. Possibly, hopefully. Maybe. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, that'd be really great if it were, because I did a whole bunch of preparing for that. I watched, like... You watched so many things. I watched whole, like, extra miniseries <laughs> and probably a movie or two, and I should watch more or something, but it's all gone to naught because I don't have any notes on them, and it's been too long. So I'm going to be useless. It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, all the usual places uh, where you listen to your audio podcasts. Uh, check out our Black Widow review where we reviewed Black Widow. We agreed that it's a good movie. We enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, we are on social media. We're on Facebook where maybe I've posted a written black widow review i kind of feel bad almost at this point for teasing all these reviews and then just failing to deliver yeah no one is expecting you to actually do it i truly am the worst version of myself uh we're on twitter at just us losers pod uh where we're gonna do it we're gonna sit down we're gonna do a twitter review in like three minutes here need you to pull twitter up so that we're ready to do it uh we're on instagram at just us losers pod uh, we have a Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com, where if you have more coherent thoughts about what might motivate a villain, you should probably tell us about it at that email or one of the other social media places if you can cram it into the relevant number of characters. Uh, we're on YouTube. If you're listening to this, this is the audio version. You can find it on all the audio places. It's raw, uncut, unedited. It's pretty edited, honestly, to make us sound slightly less incoherent. Um, but we do fun little video versions that are shorter. They kind of get across just the meat of it, cut out a lot of the fluff. Uh, you got a friend that's interested and just wants to get a little taste of us. That'd probably be the place to send them first, not subject them to a massive chunk of us. Um, that's probably it. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.